Who's going to win the bloody election, Paul? You're over there. Uh, oh, man. I, I don't know. It, it's looking like Trump. It's looking Is like it? Trump. Do you know what? Is it looking like Trump? Yeah, the, the swing states. PA, my state is gonna is gonna hold everything up because the they're not counting everything yeah. the bail-ins until like until like next year or something, you know. But yeah, it's it's well, looking like he went to PA. But the last time I'd heard, uh, it was just media reports saying that they thought it was going to be like a landslide for Biden, and uh, obviously that hasn't happened. Looks real close. All, all I know is I put my super match winnings. On Trump to win, so I want Trump. To win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm holding a couple a, a couple side bets for my buddies right now in escrow. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like uh, it's just in my friend group, like seven hundred dollars on this election. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, mind you, let's be honest. Nothing in life is necessarily as you expect it to be. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of female viewers that have tuned into the show expecting to see Paul Lynn in a tank top. Not today, ladies. Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> it's winter. Winter where you are. It's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> you you got to build the intrigue sometimes. Well, you know, it's all about the mystery. There you go. Look, a bit of skin. A bit of skin from Rolly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fix. The fat lad again. Let's start where it's all going down with Paul Lynn from the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, live from the election status capital. Hence, I think actually he was just saying it's you're going to be one of the like pivotal states, aren't you? You're going to be one of the. It's all going to. It's hanging in the balance right there. Yep, yep. That's not air uh, mystery. Yep, who knows? We'll never know. We may and never know. <laughs> are you allowed to say who you want to win, or are you just keeping that? Nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm pretty much apolitical. Like I said, I, I hold the money for my friends who are betting. <laughs> I don't really care. And, and that's going on right across the world, ladies and gentlemen. Bets on the U.S. election. <laughs> because all the horse, Ryan Blue Boyne, the ginger ninja, has already got Money down. Yeah, I put I put all these super match winnings on it. I just thought, well, I wasn't necessarily accounting for that money in life, so I wanted to uh, make it a bit more interesting. And uh, it's going down the wire. I think Paul's state's going to be going to be it. So. Did you, you what did you have a thousand dollars at you? Thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah, I picked up a grand. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, just for the people <laughs> you don't understand anything about the forex rate, that's a thousand dollars Australian. <laughs> Which in everywhere else in the world, apart from possibly Latvia, is worth literally call. <laughs> where, where Paul lives, in fact, where Frodo Hoagland lives, you can buy three coffees and a bag of sweets. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. Let me tell you now: if you haven't visited Norway, I've never. Oh. It's it's unbelievable. You go into Oslo, walk into a cafe. Try to order a cup of coffee, and they're like, yeah, it's 15 quid. Thanks, mate. And <laughs> I got blown for 15 yep. quid where I live. Yep, yep. Tell you yep. what, yep. not good. Yep. Ladies and yep. gentlemen, last but by no means least, the youngest looking, and maybe, <laughs> he does look young, but he looks at least 14 today. 
with no gel in his hat. It's Rolly Royce, ladies and gentlemen. The voice of arm wrestling. The voice. Is in the house. And it's been a busy week, hasn't it, guys? Holy, it has been a busy week. So much going on. We've had live action from all around the world. We had the Larry Schoolboy match. We're going to get to that in a big way, ladies and gents. If you were tuning in to hear debate on that, you are not going to be disappointed. We also had some live action and entertainment, courtesy of Blue Bowen, as he went out and took took on yet another person in a super match. And if you haven't seen that, get yourself over to Ryan's channel. Pretty awesome battle there, mate. You can tell us all about that. What else has happened this week? What have I missed? John, John is out of top eight. John yeah. is out of top eight, and uh season has been postponed to March or... or Something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Anybody else in lockdown? We've, we've gone back into lockdown in the UK. So we are now locked down until the 2nd of December. You're not allowed out of your house. Wow. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, I know. It absolutely sucks. Yeah, it, it, it sucks for, for you, but it doesn't suck for Armistice fans. There's more more content coming out. Well, my, <laughs> my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my evenings are going to be an interesting... Yeah. Tr- having said that, my fucking computer... Oh, do I look any different to anybody? Yeah, because new computer, guys. <laughs> middle of, yeah, middle of an interview the other day. Just a popping sound. And the screen went black. And I'm like, what the... Bump, just... That was it. Fortunately, I, I did lose some stuff, but fortunately I, I was using a hard drive to back up stuff, so I lost the interview I was on. But, uh, yeah, there was another couple of thousand quid down the bomb. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I didn't need that in my life. I don't know what hey, happened. Hey, know. hey, spending that Spotify money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just sell it. Just, 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 deal, just, yeah. just tell, 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 tell. Hey, yeah. Come on, this is your we bit. Don't... So Ray set us up, set us up on. On podcast audio platform. Come on, Ray. Tell us what. Tell them what you did, mate. Tell them what's available. Can't yeah, believe we so, missed that. So we moved everything to like, like long overdue. We needed to put it on on Spotify or something else on any platform. So together with the uh, help of Ryan Bowen, I put everything on Spotify as well as uh, most podcasting streaming platforms. So you can, if, if you use it, something you can find it. But it's on Spotify. Uh, we appreciate if you listen because not everyone will uh, open up the video. You know, you want it to put on on a, on a when you're driving in a car, when you're running something like that. So you can do it now easily on Spotify. So every show is there. Please subscribe, uh, and and you will see every time we drop a new show. But I want I want to hear you the the message you got. Just tell about tell about the message you got. I can, you know what? I can't. I, can't I, I I did have an inquiry from a gentleman who shall remain nameless. But he asked whether we had done a deal with Spotify. Now, if, if, <laughs> can I say, if, if the people at Spotify are listening and yeah. are interested in doing uh, a deal, we're ready, we're ready, probably we're of ready. any kind, I think I can safely say that I'm speaking on behalf of all of us. We're in. 100%. What do you think? Everybody yep. up yep. yeah. yeah, we're good, we're good. We have to negotiate yeah. that. It took a while. As you can see, but yeah, we are up for it. it was a- Ray, Ray, Ray worked something out when he set it up. He's just holding out on us. Ray, what's the deal, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're behind it. <laughs> Another one that really I loved. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Cianimate because Cianimate did some artwork of the fixed crew. Oh, oh. that is high level tackle. 
let me yeah. tell you right now. What about that? Yeah. I I have never looked more than myself in any picture than I did in that drawing. <laughs> I mean, for some, even got the line where, where where there's no uh, like there's there's like it's a flat line between my shoulder and my bicep, and he got that, and I'm like, perfect, <laughs> that's me. I, got, I gotta say, Paul Paul did look a little bit like a like an orc the way. He <laughs> <laughs> it looks like that right now. It's so sexy. <laughs> Absolutely hard as shit. It looks like yeah. the world's hardest um, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Paul's got a road rage incident and that mother gets out of the car, your lights are right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed the neck and traps. That's, that's all I'm really worried yeah. about. Guy, yeah. We know yeah. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hard as Nails in that shot. I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, Paul looks quite masculine then. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. But, but see, anime, joking aside, dude, you got some talent. Thank you very, very, very much for that. It was ace. It's really nice to get some support and some love. And uh, what a great job you did. What a talented person. Wow. It was a great surprise. Great surprise. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. well, then, ladies and gentlemen, I put a plea out last time to get some jokes. <laughs> Yes, the call has been answered, and I'm going to start things off, ladies and gentlemen, for the people who love to do that, we're going to start things off with a joke, and uh, we're going to do some name drops later on, but the first joke, right, this is this has come in, and I, I do like, did, did have a bit of a giggle to myself at this one, uh, so this is from Peter R, thanks for this one, mate, so, young policeman, okay, and he's attending uh, the scene of an accident, very serious accident, Shows up, gets out of the car, looks around the site, and straight away he's a, a little bit uh, disturbed by what he sees. As he walks down the road, there's two cars involved. He can see a couple of bodies led on the road, and he thinks to himself, oh, my word. Anyway, from what he can see, the window's all smashed in on this car, and he looks down, and the first body he sees is a young woman, and she's led sort of face down in the road, and as he walks up to this young woman, he has a look and smashed up pretty badly and no movement, no sound. He places his hand on a pulse. Pulse. And he thinks, oh, that's not good. And then he's, he's taken, he's distracted. He is not, and he's like, oh, what's that? Further down the road, he can see another body rolling around. Again, rolling around on his front. Oh, in absolute agony. So he starts to walk down. Uh, oh god this guy's rolling around anyway he gets like within two pieces of this this guy who's laid on the ground and he can honestly he smell the whiskey from where he is and he's like oh jesus this guy's been drinking he calls his this guy oh my god oh and he says yeah yeah i get it mate you're hurt yeah ambulance is on its way be here in a minute just calm down try and keep relaxed he's thinking drink driver and he's uh, unbelievable it's Woman's dead down here. And he, this guy, oh, my girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend. My God. My girlfriend. And he says, this, this your girl, yeah. He says, your girlfriend, yeah. Uh, she's led 50 yards down the carriageway, mate, your girlfriend. And incidentally, she's not making half the noise you're making. And the guy's like, have you looked in her mouth? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> that keeps up the level of the fix, I thought. <laughs> oh, yes, this is where you come to for comedy. <laughs> like that. Like that. Peter. Like that. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, uh, honestly, guys, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still, Anyway, arm wrestling, biggest story of the week, guys. I th- well, in my opinion, <laughs> biggest story of the week. If you haven't seen this, get yourselves over to Larry Wheels. Okay, get over to Larry Wheels' channel and check this out. Massively hyped, massively scheduled matchup going to take place between Larry Wheels and Schoolboy. And uh, the arm wrestling world was sort of uh, pretty unanimous, I think it's fair to say, lads, in that everybody perceived the outcome of that match being Schoolboy. Particularly, it was going to happen left-handed. Um, some of you on the call may know better than me, but I was under, of the understanding that Schoolboy is a better lefty than he is, right? Oh, certainly. And well, that Larry... Yeah, uh, completely is better right than he is left. Correct. So, you know, because of a bicep injury to Larry, who doesn't fully understand the sport yet, although it's fabulous that he's yep. getting involved, absolutely great for the game, everybody is of the opinion that, that uh, Schoolboy's going to take that. I actually sent Larry uh, a personal message on Insta, which he may or may have not received either way, but it was just saying to him, look, take it easy, brother, don't, don't. Don't get hurt trying to win the match. If you get stretched out, just that long game, not short game. There really isn't any pressure. It's not really a level playing field for you at the moment. Schoolboy is an arm wrestler. You're a very, very strong individual, but your time in arm wrestling isn't just yet. Learn the game. Get, keep yourself safe. So they have the match, and it pretty much goes down, as everybody expects, and Schoolboy dominates. But then, the limelight from the whole scenario is stolen by our Khalid, whatever you want to call him, who, for those of you who don't know who Auer is, or haven't seen him before, refer back to Larry Wheel's more recent video where he was training with Devin Larratt. Uh, black guy that was in the gym that day, who looked exceptionally strong, very large, framed, solid, structured guy, just a genetic beast, big hands, big wrists, looks really thick. Not a... Uh, Particularly muscular looking guy, not a physique, but just looks structurally rock solid. He's in the gym again, and he ends up pulling schoolboy, right handed. Mm. And, long story, short story, he beats schoolboy. Schoolboy unable to roll out of his hand and wrist, um, for reasons which you later find out. Our is for real. Now, I wanted to just start, come to you guys and get your own sort of take on that. Um, starting with Paul, because obviously I know you're very familiar with Alex and Alex, schoolboy and, and Alex Bozaikov, his, his, his brother. Give us a bit of insight how you saw things there, mate, and what your take is from you. So I think, like, I, I think what I saw, I, wa- I watched it from several different perspectives. Um, and a lot of people online were complaining about how Khalid was behaving at the table. He was unruly or whatever. And I, I, I don't know what you guys saw, but I saw somebody who wanted to win a match that was being recorded and probably going to go viral. So I don't really blame him for everything that we, he was doing. I also saw a huge amount of criticism 
for this guy, um, questioning whether is he natural? Has he been training? You know, is his backstory true? Um, so I guess, you know, after doing a little bit of digging and talking to people, apparently the guy showed up cold. Um, so I think it was an Indian national championship like two years ago with zero arm wrestling training and smashed everybody and like won the overall. Didn't arm wrestle for like a long period of time and then was basically discovered again in Dubai by another Indian arm wrestler who started like bringing him back into the fold. He competed one more time, but never consistently trained. So as far as I'm concerned, he with freak freak genetics. And I thought it was very, it was very obvious that he had enough understanding of the sport to be able to battle in the setup, but he didn't seem to me like he was some closet pro that nobody knows about. Um, no, I thought his no, hand, no. his hand looked absolutely incredible. Um, but the flip side to that is, is like, like you said, Neil, I think we have to keep in mind that, that, um, that Alex, the schoolboy is significant. Both him and his brother are significantly better on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, the right is not quite necessarily their forte but after speaking i actually spoke yesterday with alex um from from arm wrestling tv uh just to get a feel and you know i know that the controversy started um ryan started talking a little bit about him and uh and lackland i said hey what do you think how's this going to go down and he said (laughs) alex said that you you don't have a chance on the right arm ryan with khalid however he thinks lackland can because he thinks lackland can put him in a hook and he, he probably just has more horsepower inside but hand-wise, he doesn't think that there's – he said he's – Alex was quoted saying he's never felt a hand like that. Never felt a coarse, thick, strong hand like that before. My so, – my, the, I mean, there is, firstly, the response to sort of the Alex thing, Alex Bozaikov. Obviously, Alex and, – and this isn't meant to be sort of a dig at Schoolboy because Schoolboy, I really highly – I think he's great. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. He's a very, very good arm wrestler, and he is an arm wrestler. He does what he does, and he's skillful, and he's technical, and he pulls well, and he's a very young man. I'm only talking about a young guy here. He's, he's, he's going to get a hell of a lot better than he is now. But what I would say is he's got a lane, and he stays within that lane. You never see, if you watch Schoolboy traditionally on any of his videos, he doesn't come out of that lane, you know, win or lose. And his lane is the top roll, and why wouldn't it be? The man's six foot five. Long levered and fast. And he's not a gym bunny. And even if he was, he's, he's not old enough to have probably made the type of games that he would need to in that environment, you know. So he's not, he's not got his, what I describe as his man strength yet. So he's still yeah. in that sort of fledgling period of time. But he's a, he's a very, very powerful individual. What I would say is that the area that he was attacking was perfect for Khalid, for our, oh, because yeah. Yeah. the man is quite yeah. clearly freakishly yeah. gifted in terms of hand yeah. and wrist strength. And we've seen that in the videos that Larry has since put out. Again, big shout out to Larry Wheel's channel. Get over there, check that out, and look at what you see there in terms of this man's grip strength capabilities and capabilities surrounding hand and wrist strength. I mean, the comment saying online, is natural or is he not? Natural, natural, I don't know. I'll tell you what, he's unnaturally gifted. That's what he is. Whether, <laughs> yeah. he's, whether he's clean or not, I'm not getting into that, but the guy clearly is a physical right. entity. He, he, he just is. You can see it. The man's wrists and hands are massive. He's like Mark Felix. He's got that just giant structure, hasn't he? You know, that crazy structure. So, attacking uh, our in that position is going to make him look is very right. best because you're not going to get around it. You're not yep. going to, you know, mm. uh, take away his strength. Had 
Schoolboy gone to a deep hook. If Schoolboy's hook is solid, which you'll know, again, Paul, you'll know where that's at. Uh, it may have been a different match because one thing you can say about our he cannot arm wrestle well yet. I don't care what anybody says. He can't. Yeah. Arm, he's very, very raw. He's very, very uh, unrefined. Is what he is. Will he get better? Ah. Hell yeah. Well, I, I was I was impressed with his ability to maintain back pressure and and protect his pronator. Um, I cause, cause I, I do think you know in some of the after pull video you know if if if, if schoolboy was able to cup him under it didn't it didn't appear that he to. And he also, he, he controlled the center of the table towards him. When back pressure, knuckle hot, you know, he looked, from those perspectives, it didn't look like he was giving schoolboy a whole, a, a, a very many options. But once again, like you say, Neil, when do we ever see schoolboy commit shoulder and supinate? We, no. we never yeah. ever see it. And so I don't know you guys saw the Devon thing. Did you see the Devon thing? Of my, my, I had a discussion, if you haven't seen stuff, not only the last one, the one prior to that where he mentioned that he found this guy, and he said that Devon, in a slow, in Devon's style of arm wrestling, that slow build-up, he said that he had struggled to top roll out of our hand. Yeah. Because mm. such was the power, you know, that this guy had just natural power there. And he, he, he said he felt it when he shook hands, you know. Yeah. Now, if, if Devon's doing that, then anybody is going to feel that this guy's got serious power. And, yeah. a, and a, a new <coughs> sport of arm wrestling automatically gravitates towards where they feel their natural prowess is. They just do. You know, that's what actually happens. If you show them a, a, a little chink of daylight in a certain area, they will gravitate towards that chink of daylight and they'll rush towards it and they'll improve quickly in that environment because that's where they're getting the most uh, the most benefit, the most the most comeback in favourable comeback to them. So I've no doubt that our has progressed in that area. And he'll have been shown a raw basic form of technique which again has developed in this last few weeks. Hundred percent get that. But what Devon said he did then was cut into a hook hang the guy up in there, and he said his yeah. power's good, but it's not ridiculous. Right. So the comment around Ryan having no chance, I don't I don't agree with. I think yeah. if if Ryan could dump the match, get to a strap, get some kind of a harness point, he may be able to bleed. I mean, when we spoke about it offline, if it bleeds, you can kill it. <laughs> and our, at this point in time, doesn't have the length of time in the sport to be able to get to those resting points in the inside formats. He just doesn't. So he is going to bleed exponentially faster than Ryan, unless the man is so much stronger than Ryan, you're not even in it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw saw quite a few things in that that whole story. There was a few factors, and I know uh, Ray, Ray put out a great video talking about some of these factors as well. One of the factors is um, for the, the largest percentage of the viewing audience really d- did have almost what I think was almost a, an incorrect or false perception of where, first of all, schoolboy sits in the world rankings. Um, and a lot of people, I think, had him artificially too high because his reputation in a social media sense has been almost that of an invincible arm wrestler. So when Khaled just made him look almost childish uh, in the way that he just couldn't get out of his hand... Um, people have made the assumption that Awa 
um, and Carl Ed is, uh, I think, they're, 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 a lot of people have painted him as a genuine one of a kind. Um, by no means is he anything but a genuine freak. I mean, the guy, as we said, we all agree, he is a genuine freak of strength. But I, I don't think that he is. Uh, I don't think he's the one. You know what I mean? He's not like uh, I, I, I in the Brisbane club alone. Devon has visited the Brisbane club, and he has said. Uh, there's, there's there's at least eight guys in Brisbane that frame wise would make a Awa look small, like uh, Marcus Satirai, 155 kilos, head twice the size of mine, hand twice the size of mine, uh, mixed martial arts na- uh, national champion. He would make Khaled look small, and when Devon gripped him, Devon's opinion, Dev- Devon's response at that time was, he's the strongest amateur, strongest novice I've ever felt. And so the point I was come back to Khaled, is that, to me, yes, he is amazing. It, the combination of him being one of those genetic freaks, combined with schoolboy not being as elite as perhaps the internet thought he was, and being sh- stuck in one lane that was perfect for Khaled, has resulted in the, uh, a lot of the internet thinking Khaled is far, far better than he is. Me, personally, uh, I just had a super match on the weekend with a gentleman named Fatali Matteo, who... I believe frame-wise is about the same as, as Khaled. Uh, 120 kilos, very thick hand. He closes the 3.5, Captain's a crush, with a smile on his face as well. He squeezed 116 kilos on the dynamometer. And top-rolling him is suicide. Literally, just trying to do anything against him, his hand, horrible. But putting him in a hook became fine. I could lead the dance. As long as I got that first stop, we were all... I think Khaled is just one of those guys. Yes, they're in that top very small percentage of humans on Earth, but until he develops a true table IQ and, and yeah, that's the thing that he needs more than anything, a true table IQ. Uh, so until he develops that, which, I, which I think... Which difficult for him to get in that environment. Yeah. Without, yeah, without yeah, being yeah. sort of... Dero- I mean, you take a lot of abuse on online, Ryan, for you know, overrating Australian arm wrestling. But one thing I will say about arm wrestling in Australia, the, the level of technical prowess there now is higher than that in Dubai. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. for our to sort of generate that technical well-roundedness, he's going to need to travel. or people are going to have yeah. to travel to him. Now, I'm sure that that is yeah. going to happen. People will travel to him. But the length of time that you are exposed to that is critical. Um yeah. I don't know. And, and so, so the, the the little backstory with the White, White Lachlan and I would get, are going to are going to go over there is that two months ago Larry reached out to us as I believe he reached out to a lot of uh, YouTube content creators and said, "Hey, if you yeah, if you're free, you we'd love to have you." And so we naturally Lachlan and I said, "Yeah, we'd love to." And then when this match happened, I, I chatted with Larry's manager again and said, "Hey, uh, we let's let's include Awa in this and have a have a super match with him as well." And um. The, a few people, the, the thing about it, any super match that happens over there, and this is what I saw with Schoolboy as well, is I don't think that was a, what I would call a serious match. Uh, I, it was a casual. It was a casual pull. Yes, there was a ready go. It wasn't serious. The, the, the purpose of, of, of such matches is to give people like Larry and Khaled experience with ready goes, but we're not sheep stations. As soon as you put sheep stations on with a real arm wrestler and they deny everything and they look for things, it is very different. So um, I don't want to talk Khaled down, but I think uh, I don't think he's anywhere near what the internet believes he is. 
Um, and I, 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 I believe it could I, be yeah. essentially Ryan, because I don't. Yeah. I think I was more impressed by the grip strength element mm. than anything. I don't, else. I, I, I don't, yeah, I, for me, yes I'm and no. Like I said, this, I only, I only say, I'm only not that impressed because there's eight guys in Brisbane that can do the same. If the, if if I didn't have Polynesian uh, guys literally uh, as a big part of the population here, I would probably be agreeing with you, but. There's eight guys in my club that can do the same thing. Essentially. Oh, was the, the video that we're referring to, the grip strength, you know, the one that's yeah. titled something like unofficial yeah, world's, world world's record, strong like that. Or, yeah. it, it, so on there, it shows Kelly perform a number of exercises in yeah. succession, chronologically, yeah. the last of which, or the last couple of which, is claimed that there was no one else had ever done that. Hmm. So are you saying yeah. that that is not well, the case? I truly believe there are. Like I said, Fatali, the guy I just pulled, I, I've seen him close 116 kilos. Mm. Our, uh, that was our first exercise. He did, our did 106 on his right, and he did 112 on his left. So Fatali did 116. I've watched Fatali close a, a 3.5. Captain's a crush, smiling. So, and I know Fatali's not the strongest guy amongst his Polynesian mates. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Atiro is. Yeah, but aren't we talking about like some other, like some more impressive grip things beyond that, like the Millennium Dumbbell? Yeah. I heard something yeah. about the Millennium Dumbbell, which is like 240 pounds with, I, you know, I know what the inch dumbbell feels like and I can't move it. All right. And that's like 174 pounds. This is like 240 pounds. And only like a handful of men in history have ever picked up a Millennium Dumbbell. And I'm pretty sure this guy's done it. That's not a captain that crunch 3.5 because you can find a guy at the bar that can do that. You know what I mean? So really? I, I think the guy yeah, – yeah, I mean, no, 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 obviously not a guy at the bar. But it's sarcasm. But, no, yeah. there's there's a lot of people who have closed the 3.5. But uh, but not necessarily the first time or the second time they've walked right. in the environment. Which is right. what, you know, it is, it is portrayed Training. as though the, the dude came in into this grip environment. Right. Uh, what's the guy's name that he's training with there? Who's, who's, who's clearly very knowledgeable in the environment of grip. You know, the guy knows his stuff. He's right in the lane. That's his thing. And he says, look, he came in here the other week and played on some of this equipment. This is his, and, he, he, and we couldn't believe what he could do, like, right off the bat. He's come back again this week, and we're going to see what he can do again and show it you. Mm-hmm. And he's going from exercise to exercise and every individual element of those exercises that he does, he's mega impressive. Mm. Now, if that's a guy who hasn't trained it, I mean, come on, Ray, you've been quiet. You you train in the in gyms all the time. You know that within any lift, any type of lift, whatever plane of lift, whatever format of lift it is, is it does practice help? <laughs> of course. I, <clears throat> when you do something first time, your body hasn't really create those neuro, neuro, neurological pathways for you to understand the movement. This is why sometimes when we, when we, like, you first time do the bench press and it's heavy, like 50 kilos, next week you can do 70. It's not like your muscles have grown by the week. Your just body understands the movement. Finding someone like him that's clearly on a, on a grip strength level that high, get some basic knowledge on arm wrestling, he's, he's good. If he continues pursuing denying opponent's hand, learning how not to get in a hook, he's a big threat. Right now, so 
I made a video. I think you, I don't know if you guys see uh, Paul, Ryan, maybe you saw it. But I, I explain a lot of things there and I give my honest opinion on that. And the, the things that I want to get a l- little bit deeper is like novice. Calling some, what, what really is a novice? So, like, uh, I explained in the series that we did with Neil that in Latvia we have novice, amateurs, and pros. So, you, if you're really good and you're placing in number one, number two, but constantly, or, or really dominating, novice, you become amateur, then sometimes you're amateur, and then you move to the local Latvian pros. Of course, the pros is very hard to get in. That's where, where the best of the best are sitting, but everyone in, starting from novice, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. And again, I know some guys who've been in novice class for four years, and they, they get third place in one competition in a year, and they cannot get any more. And I know some guys that come in, and after the, the like month of training, they go to competition, they beat everyone, clearly beating everyone novice. And I say, you're not a novice anymore, you're going to amateurs. So where do we draw a line? Because I know a lot of guys that have trained, like Vlad trained for a year, won junior worlds. Uh, we, I, I know Sasha Andreo. I talked with him in his first competition. I think it was three or four months of training before he got to the worlds or Europeans, and he won that. So, honestly, and, and the best of the best has always been a little bit genetically gifted. So, to call someone, they can be inexperienced, but to call someone a novice is something that it's, it's really doesn't do the justice to the real novices. Like, if you will put him in a novice competition anywhere, he would for yeah. sure crush them. And you would just say, stay there for two years. No, move up. You're clearly not a novice. After the first competition, if he would crush everyone in a heavyweight novice competition in Latvia, I wouldn't allow him to compete anymore there. He would go up and then go up. So saying that someone is novice is, is very wrong in my interpretation to, for, for this man because he clearly knows how to stand on table. He's clearly stronger than anyone else. And for everyone, uh, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, though, a little yeah. bit, Ray, because I disagree with that a little bit, brother, and here's why. Because I've seen guys like that before. There was, a, there was an Austrian puller called August Smeasel. August was massive and monstrously strong, right? But he was still a novice when he won the world title. He won the WAF Worlds at Super Heavyweight. But you could see so many areas of his game that were so unrefined, it was ridiculous. If he got stuck... He would be in a terrible position, standing incorrectly. He was channeling 30% of what he was doing was going into the ether. If he'd have come into your club, you would have been like, God, this guy really needs to rush up. you know. But he was so powerful, it kind of didn't matter. He just you know, bulldozed through people. And that's a little bit of how I see Khalid or Aula. You know, I, I see him like, he doesn't know. For anybody out there who thinks Khalid can really arm wrestle, give your fucking head a wobble. No, he can't. No. No, he can't. But he's, but he's, he's clearly he's better than, than a nine, like 90% of the guys, that, 99% of the guys that in the same, like, position or in same length in arm wrestling. The length is different. This is why I say inexperience. It's never novice. He's, he's almost like, well, it's, it's, I think what we're getting hung up on here is an interpretation of the, 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 the novice, not, yeah. it, what novice means to you. It's yeah. like shades of grey, isn't it? I can say, that's grey. And you can say, well, you know, we disagree on what's grey and what's not. And You can get hung up on terminology. What we're saying here, is this guy a polished... Right. No, not yet. Not yet. 
Yeah, it's like he's got a base understanding of what he needs to do, but can he actually functionally execute it in any way? We will see. We will see. We will see. And the time will go. The idea behind the video was to tell that there's a big difference between strong guys and good arm wrestlers. You know, there's a big difference. Like, I'm, 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 like, I don't know how much he weighs, but of course, I wouldn't even try to top roll him. No. Like the hand is, in, it, and that doesn't mean he's stronger, you know. I will just go in. I will just go where where yeah. I'm better at, and like where, where it will show up, mate. If he gets stopped, mate. If he gets put into a position where a guy stops him in a match, not I'm not talking about Devon playing with him and feeding him rope every two minutes. I'm talking about in a match where it's red line and they're comparatively similar. You'll see a guy get stopped, and a good arm wrestler will then tuck into a position, even if he's lost his wrist, he'll tuck into a position where he's defending it. And you can see that even when he goes to the pad, yeah. having actually lost that match, he'll go in that shape. He'll retain shape and form. A good yeah. arm wrestler. Yeah. A guy who's in it less experienced and less polished, doesn't really know where he should be. As soon as he gets there, he'll make those <laughs> fundamental <laughs> terrible errors where he's incrementally making himself worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know he'll move away, and it, okay, you're weaker now, weaker now, weaker now, and he'll start doing all this shit, you know. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, you get, his game will fall down like the walls of King Jericho, and that that's where he is still vulnerable. And my sort of problem with arm wrestling and arm wrestlers is, you shouldn't sort of welcome that happening to this dude. In my opinion, it should be more like as soon as he starts to get in that position. It should be like hand on his shoulder. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, mate! Stop. Let me just stop you. Let's show you get when you're in that position. Don't go there. Stay yeah. with where you're fundamentally strong, because if your fundamental strength is here, try mm. to set up a path where, in order to defeat you, they got to go into that, and you'll find that you can rediscover your position and be back in the match. And that's when you can find yeah. a guy that is a genuine threat long term at world level. Because don't for one minute think that. You know, anybody out there, and I know this doesn't include you guys because you know the game inside out, but don't, for anybody who's watching it, think that all good arm wrestlers in the world are uh, multi-technical polished pullers, because they are not. There's some guys out there that will ride a silver bullet all the way to the bank, and they're really good at that one trick, you know? Yeah. And if they yeah. get outside of that lane, 15 years into the re- career, they still ain't got that much. It's yeah. just try getting them out of that one position. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the, the one thing that is true of this whole situation is that Khaled has uh, he's landed the silver bullet in, in a marketing sense. The world has noticed him because he's he, he's turned up in Larry's videos and Larry at one point eight million subscribers. Uh, obviously, it's 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 the perfect storm for 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 Khaled to have an opportunity. So I, I hope that like what Larry's doing for the sport is amazing. The the fact that he's interested in is, is boosting our sport and. Khaled's got a huge opportunity because the the world's focused on him right now. Everyone wants to to help him, to guide him. Um, and yeah, he can turn into one of those genuine weapons if he goes on with it. If he develops a genuine love for the sport, he's got the physical attributes. But, that, that, that's when um, you need the team, you know, that, that will stop yeah. you when you do something that is not really good position, where it's not really good arm wrestling. So uh, mm. I, I hope, like, I'm going to Dubai as well if everything goes right at the end of November. And I, I want I want to see this guy. I want to work with this guy. I want to work with Larry and, mm. and see how we can improve. But, like, I, I want to comment one thing. Like, 
clearly the guys that said that Khalid has bad attitude have never arm wrestled, have never wanted to win a match. Yeah. I, I was looking at the at the premiere and I'm looking at the comments. Oh, this guy is so he's he's so bad. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, have you have you seen like the, everyone who loves like what's going on there with the schoolboy? They love Devon. Have you seen Devon's matches? Have you seen how intense he gets? How much he will give you? Everyone th- there loves Travis. Have you seen? Have you have you tried pulling with Travis when the setup is twenty minutes? You know. So clearly, they got the guys that are commenting these things have no idea how to arm yourself. I every one of us have been into the match where they like you cannot lose this and you're so into the match that you basically hate the guy but you don't you just want to win. Mm-hmm. It was actually it was actually one of the things that I I respect most about Khaled that he instinctively has the ability and Paul you said it he instinctively has the ability and the the like table IQ to protect the little things. Often that's the hardest thing to teach. He he he's overdoing it maybe at the moment. But he instinctively knows to protect pronation and, and See, protect pride. I, I don't necessarily exactly. agree that that's the case, Ryan. I, I, mm. I, I do and I don't. What I'm saying is, mm. I think he's going to his natural, his natural instinct would be there because that's where he feels it. Do you mm. know what I mean? So mm. where, with a normal guy, that's usually where they're vulnerable. You think about it. Normally, you're like, all this starts to be attacked and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? It feels threatened, particularly for a guy like you, because you came from a, a 75 kilo, 80 kilo. You've not got the biggest hand in the world. Mm. So for you against a, a bigger man and you pull, you're a brave mother fluffer. You pull and you pull the devil in straps. I know you will. So <laughs> you, you will. Yeah, I mean, everything yeah, you get, it always amazes me that you take stick. You're a very brave dude in that respect. You pull anyone. Uh, with, in the big stage, you'll throw spotlights on it and pull anyone, win, lose, or draw. I know that that's in you. But when you're in a match like that, you'll often be targeted in that environment. And when you start to gain a position, you will be targeted in that environment. I think with Cali, he is a bully in the areas that, in arm wrestling, 99% of the guys, that's where you need to be a bully. You need to be able to dominate. The, and that's why I believe Devon felt he was such a threat. That's why I believe Devon feels he's so, speaking to Devon the other day, he said, I have never felt anywhere in the world anything remotely like that before in the fundamental areas which can make you a freak in arm wrestling. Because this guy has those natural abilities in places which he's going to dismember 90% of the population. He's not going to dismember Jerry Cataret. I think Jerry Cataret would scare Khalid out his pants. That kind of puller, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking about when Khalid's really good. Let's yeah, say well, Khalid continues to arm wrestle for another 10 years and gets really, really, really strong. He'd still not have that big advantage that he's got with most people with Jerry. Because Jerry don't give yeah, You can be yeah, as strong as you want. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I don't, don't care. care. Okay. Well, uh, I, think, I think the next guy that goes to Dubai is Michael Todd, so... Uh, we yeah, are no doubt, yeah. no doubt Michael's gonna grip Khaled. And, and let's uh, be real, Khaled yeah. is not in the, I mean, that, the, no, no, to be, just, you well, know, to expect to take some heat off Khaled. Khaled is not going to do anything with a top class, right. fuller, well, right. It just, yeah. it's yeah. not gonna happen. Not for no, a while. When, when yeah. I, when I, I don't think that I'm, I'm thinking anything, but it will be interesting to watch 
how much effort Michael has to put in to crack back the wrist of, of Khalid. It'll be... Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. be... I think it's been shown a little bit by Devon, because Devon had him flat-wristed and busted open and into a press. What I was impressed with is how he got into his shoulder when that happened. He's clearly... Yeah. He's been yeah. watching. You know, he's, been, he's, he's no dummy. He's trying to learn and trying to watch. To the point, to the point Ray made about, about everybody fussing about him in the setup and everything. It, it, I think, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, the fact that schoolboy has been, his image has been geared towards youth, innocence, things of that nature. He's easy for non-arm wrestlers and, and new arm wrestlers to really adhere to and say, this is a positive, like an endearing figure. So yeah. you see, you know, a, a childish look and a, a Tom and Jerry shirt. Coming against yes. this guy who really wants to win out of nowhere. <laughs> and we've all, we've automatically in like the viral world created this good and bad, you know, this pro and con. And, and Khalid has kind of like came on the scene as a villain. So immediately to that, you got all the people questioning, Oh, is he natural? Has he been secretly training? So he's been kind of projected into this villain image that I think couldn't <laughs> be more opposite. I mean, we found a guy who's super raw. Super talented and really, really wants to win even in a small setting, which I think is great. I mean, and, and I, like, pardon me if I'm ranting, but I've been saying it forever. Guys, new, new arm wrestlers, seasoned arm wrestlers, there are freaks in this world. There are weirdos, guys. Get over it. A guy shows up out of nowhere with a double thick hand, a double long hand, and he's naturally super strong coming from the, the, you know, somewhere in Africa who hasn't had traditional weights. Listen to me. They're real. These guys exist. Don't hate on them. Just accept yeah. that the fact that there are, there are, there are, are people who walk among us who are not mortal in some aspects of strength. And this is true. This is, there's no reason to discredit it. There's no reason to be afraid of it. We actually should be doing the opposite, and we should welcome these embrace people them. into the sport. Yes, exactly. embrace them, teach them, be secure in your own ability and your <laughs> own, you know, confidence in your technical and work ethic and everything else that you would be willing to train that guy and tell them what you know. Like, let's not shun these people. Let's not push them out of the sport. Let's take them and highlight them and help make the sport mainstream. I just, I can't believe the level mm-hmm. of pushback that we got from this guy. I wish the guy would move to Pennsylvania. I'll teach him everything I know, and hopefully he can get my grip a little bit stronger. <laughs> well, it's interesting, isn't it? We get, you know, we can't, like you say, when we talk about freaks, okay, weirdos, guys are special. I, 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 the, one of the comments that was in the show that I did on In the Presence of Greatness the other day with Engin and Devon. Okay, and we'll, I'm, I'll probably put the link to that in the description here so people can go back and check out some of the comments of Engin, some of the, who's obviously as knowledgeable as anybody in the sport. Um, some of the comments of Devon himself about our, and re, with reference to our. Somebody put a, a comment in there, and thanks for the comment, guys. Again, this isn't meant to be negative, but just to illustrate the sort of what we mean by freak. They said, have you seen the the match between um, Larry and Leonidas, who I think is uh, Austrian-Swiss or something like that, German-Swiss, who uh, Larry pulled uh, Leonidas? Yeah. Leonidas is not a freak, okay? Not at all. What Leonidas is, is an extremely powerful man. A big, very trained, very strong guy who, who also happens to arm wrestle. But he's not a freak. If you look at the guy, his hands are, you know, they're decent-sized hands, but they're not 
big hands. His structure is decent, but not massive. He's just another one of big... And he certainly isn't raw and un, unrefined. The guy's physique is crafted. Hours and hours and hours of work and graft have gone into getting that man to look like that. Our does not look like that. Our looks like he's just, he's a blacksmith or something. He's just a farm boy. But the man's structure, genetically, his wrists, his hands, they're massive. His hands are massive. And yet, and, and, and he's got so much negativity online. I just can't understand. I can understand it, right? If that he shows up, he's 15 years old, his hands are that big, and he's taking your daughter to the pictures. I get why a dad's not going to like that, though. Because he's going to think, she whistles in a high wind. Hey, yeah, see, that's the wrong perspective. That's the wrong perspective. You need to start thinking about your grandkids. They're going to be freaks. In that video, he puts his hand up against Leonidas. Leonidas goes uh, along the lines of, uh, the guy put the link uh, to the Leonidas thing in there, and I watched it. And Leonidas says, oh, my God, look at his hands. They're like twice the size of mine. That's what we're talking about. Other freaks, like you say, the other guy, you didn't want to take your, your daughter to the pictures when he, when he was 15. Fisher. Alan Fisher's another one. <laughs> Alan Fisher shows up, and the first thing you noticed about Alan Fisher when, when you first meet him, and I'm not so, you know, with the greatest of respect, if ever a guy's had gifts for arm wrestling, it's Alan Fisher. The man is made for the forearm. His his hand is massive. His hand is a super heavy. It's a big super heavyweight hand, yeah. and it was on a one fifty four, one sixty five pound man. Yeah. He's a, he's a freak. He's completely designed to arm wrestle. His hands like that. His huge fingers. That's the guys we're talking about. We're talking about weirdos, people who have just got things you can't, you can go to the gym for the rest of your life and you will never yeah. get a hand like our. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there it is. Motherfucker's got big gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, I'm gonna, I, I, I gotta, I gotta showcase some of these <laughs> guys. I'll, I'll do a dedicated video with Marcus Atirai. I have no idea what he can do with the grip strength, but, but I promise you he's one of those Earth-bound freaks. He, he's a genuine freak. It sounds like. It sounds like. I mean, I don't know, mate. You, if you've got a lot of those guys, I've not met. met I've met some that are weirdos in different areas, but I've not met many over. Hmm. You know, well, I the, mean, I, in, in, ter- in terms of the Polynesian guys, the Polynesian guys are big, friendly giants. The one thing that they lack is a killer instinct that I've found. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're, they're gentle-natured people, and. Uh, no, no, none of them in Brisbane have yet fully caught the bug of wanting to be a pro arm wrestler. That's that's what that's the only ingredient that's lacking so far. Um, it's when you find, you know, you find a race of giants. Uh, I mean, the Ascension Russians. Okay, there's no doubt about it that they have produced some incredible pullers. If you, I, I talk a lot about the Kazakhs. Okay. And I thought, you know, you could talk about the Swedes being a certain type of athlete. They're tall and they're ranging. You know, they've got a lot of, in different areas of the world, in different environments, you find that there are certain types of human being that are adapted well for a sport. But when you go to those areas and the guy that they think's a freak, that's what I'm talking, you know, like I said it a moment ago, I am Bibby. I am Bibby. 
is one of those unpolished diamonds for me. Because Burkina Faso, small African nation, guy doesn't have much training equipment. You know, I mean, have you, have you guys ever seen Iron Bibby? Have you seen where he trains? I mean, he doesn't have equipment. You know what I mean? He doesn't have equipment. For, he doesn't have a great gym. When you look on Larry's videos, on Larry Wheels' videos, he's got state-of-the-art equipment to train on, to focus on. You know, it's all there. You look at Iron Bibby. Iron Bibby trains with poor equipment. Doesn't have a roof on the gym. The bloody, you know, he's training. On some of his videos, he's out there training in all kinds of weather. You know, I just believe that that man was put on earth for a higher purpose. It's like, thou shalt be strong, motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's cut from the strong cloth. And wherever you put him, pick him up, drop him anywhere you want. But somebody needs to get their arm around Iron Bibby and say, dude, we want to just take you, put you in an environment. We can... Find out what you can do. We, it's like finding that car and thinking, what if we put really big tires on it and we, you know, we really got to work on it. That's what I'm talking about. Get hold of our, get hold of Marcus Atari, whoever, these freaks, get an arm around them. Don't fear exactly. them. Say, come on guys, let's, yep. let's polish the paintwork. Let's get these guys so that they are firing on all cylinders. Throw your knowledge yeah. into them Absolutely. and let's see what they can achieve. Because you'll 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 create a friggin' phenom. Mm. Too many times these people come into the sport and they get the type of reaction that ours got here, yeah. where people are like trying to yeah. knock lumps out. That's gonna hurt the guy. Our might be, and he might take part, and it. He thinks, oh, I don't want to. I don't need that in my life. And he he goes back into the shadows, and he's working in the mechanic shop. That would be a tragedy. That would be an absolute tragedy. Because the man is. I don't know. Wrestle. It all this stuff is geared off of insecurity, and I know you know that could be an unpopular opinion that might hit me up in the comments. But people who are hating on him um, has to do with some level of insecurity, Um, and maybe it's the coach in me. But I just, I see talent, raw talent like that, and I want to foster it, you know. Exactly. I want to see it foster. I want to see how weird the guy can be. Yeah, you know? how, how can he do? If he's walking in and picking up a Millennium Dumbbell for reps how? right now, yeah. now, for the, what, his, training partner, his training partner said he did five strict reps. And, and Lane Snook, who is like the god of grip strength, has only done eight non-strict reps. Like, and this is, this is like the first time he grabbed the, the Millennium Dumbbell, he did four. He trained a little bit and he did five. Like, overnight. Imagine what the ceiling is on this guy. Like, from every oh, aspect. Where is like, it? how could you not be years. intrigued? Oh. Yeah. It's mm. I, 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 you know, I think these guys are, I think he's magnificent. Uh, these guys like that that are weirdos, they're ace. They're really yeah. exciting. Because everybody loves, you know, to see the guy do who can do what is not thought to be. It's the human boundaries. You're pushing the capabilities of what you thought was possible. When we had Spotto on, on the other day, and Spotto came out with something that, you know, just matter-of-factly, I don't know whether you any of you know Eric. But Eric is just a... No, Eric Spotto came out the other day, and he, and he, and he, and he says, at 13 years old... 
I bench pressed over 300 pounds. 30. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody and, else? And, and he said he didn't weigh, weigh more than 200 pounds uh, up until high school. So. Now, I haven't seen 13. I haven't seen that at 13, but I, I, I'm telling you, you know, I've run a strength program at a high school, and I have seen some kids come in and do weird things like that. I, I'm, they're, 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 these, these people are real, you know, and they only come every once in a while. Every exactly. once in a while, you get one at 13, 14 years old, and he's disproportionately strong, and he doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, you get that one yeah. kid that comes in the bench, wobbling, you know, but he's moving 315, just wobbling it up. They're out there. And that's it, though, isn't it? At that point in time, my thing is that at that point in time, somebody somewhere has got to put down the toffee crisp yep. and go, whoa, mm. that is not normal, dude. Yeah. Let me show you. you know, yeah. The, the only problem, the problem with these guys on a statistical level is that competition, a, a solid bank of competition is what ultimately will refine them. Having a great coach, yes, will help them, but they need solid competition to to. Stick with it, and because there's so few of them in that elite band, they just don't get the competition that they need, uh, and that's why lightweight arm wrestlers are better technical arm wrestlers because they have immeasurable competition. So we need to, yes, foster every one of these guys together. Marcus, uh, Khaled, Iron Baby, all of them. We need all of them in so that they've got some bloody competition for each other. <laughs> it's the bar uh, you're raising the bar. Yeah. You know? And, and, and suddenly the, the, the depth of the talent pool in those areas suddenly becomes much... Because everybody gets, oh, who can, who can compete with Saganashvili? There's maybe five guys. What if there were 50? Mm, exactly. Right. They were all at that level, that monstrous level. I'm grabbing the some popcorn at that point. Because <laughs> yeah. to me, right. I like that. Yeah, we're... You know? we're, we're... And, and... We're saying a lot of positive stuff about Khalid and everything, and, and, and rightfully so. But, you know, we're seeing some memes and stuff out there with Khalid on. And, um, and, and it, you know, and, yeah, I mean, most, I think the people that are making them majority, it's, they're, they're being sarcastic. The problem is people are seeing that and in like some of the looser fans of the sport, and they're thinking that that's a realistic possibility. And that's something that I think, like, you know, like Ray touched Ray on in his video. Yeah, Ray was touching on the video. Guys, we have to be realistic about where these two human beings fall in the level, in the hierarchy. There's a disproportionate um, perspective leaning towards schoolboy as to where he really fits in. And not to take anything away from him, he's gonna, he, he's already incredible and he's going to be incredible. But to speak his name amongst the, uh, you know, the, the levels of like uh, Levon or, or Michael Todd or Devin is it's there's Insane. a lot of people who are not in reality. No, They're not, you know, it'll be interesting. Like you say, Ryan, if you go, when are you scheduled to go over there with, with Lockie? Yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, late November. So. Okay. So it, let's say if Lachlan goes over, you get him tied to our, uh, Lachlan might be the the type of individual who's got enough horsepower to just anchor down on him and just let our yeah. work, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> now that will improve our a great deal if he can feed rope, feed rope, feed rope, you know. 
uh, it'll be interesting because it'll be it'll be interesting to see at what point Lachlan has to shut that down and t- yeah, and, and yeah. you know and if Lachlan yeah. can't anchor on his wrist and, and hang on to him, kid's strong. Yeah. Yeah. We we we've been talking a lot about Outlaw, but um, I thought Larry Wheels looked notably improved on the right arm. Much. I mean, not 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 super technically sound, but his ability is to coming. suck Alex down down here, um, and and even be able to kind of open up and keep his wrist flat and drag mm-hmm. through him. I thought his I thought his drag looked much improved in comparison to the last time I saw him pull Alex. Big problems so, for Larry. Larry. He exposes his fingers. His lower fingers are very exposed all the time. Yeah. He needs to get a lot of distance forward with the palm. Yeah. Get feed that yeah. palm way, 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 way forward. He, he. Yeah. It, people come into arm wrestling. They think, it, oh, I grip at hands. Yeah. No, not when you're yeah. there. Grip at wrist. Put your wrist yeah. on the other guy's wrist yeah. and then take your grip and then back off. Yeah. You know. And if it isn't coming back with that level of contact, mm-hmm. stay with him. Let the referee move you back. Yeah. Yeah. You need to keep that contact. And when Larry gets that and he stays on his lap, because Larry opens off his lap really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's off his... I mean, you'll yeah. push it up when you guys get on there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult, <laughs> with the greatest of respect to Devon, it's kind of out of Devon's comfort zone to train Larry Wheels. Because the men are utterly and completely dissimilar. In mm-hmm. Devon, you've got the counter-punching, super long, long-range individual. In Larry Wheels, you've got a guy with relatively short levers, relatively small hands, explosive as hell, just a different set of criteria entirely. So what will work for one doesn't necessarily work for the, for the other, you know. And Larry's got that explosivity to a T. I mean, the guy is a walking time bomb. He, he, he literally has that in acres. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do when he's worked with yourself, Ryan, with Ray, Put those layers on there again, refine his technique, and, and I'm sure he can do a great deal. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at one hour plus in this episode. Episode number 35, I do believe. I'll just check in with my technical director. Rolly wrong. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Episode 35. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, am I going to wrap it up there? I want to see a massive... Eli Pins, Ryan Blue Bowen in the Motherfluffing House, and Paul Lynn. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first visit ever to the Supernatural Strength Channel, like, share, subscribe, let everybody know about it, have it tattooed on one's floppy dog, <laughs> stop watching. Ladies and gentlemen, until we see you next time, take it easy, creeps. <laughs>